Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's the second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and their printers, and their service is excellent. Digitex growing a bit, too. We'll be telling you about that in the future as well. In this hour, Stopper Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing November uh, starts May 5th at Northlands Park. Stopper Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates to the Japanese Village, three locations, downtown Southside and Northside. We're going to head off uh, momentarily to our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Speck will join us. Uh, you can text us on 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now, my personal Twitter handle account. Bob underscore Stopper. Mark Spector is at Sportsnet Speck as we go to our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, Speck, how you doing? Oh, doing pretty well. Bobby, just down at the skate this morning and... Uh, watching a Flames team that uh, needs this one pretty badly tonight, my friend. Well, there's no question about that. It's a big hockey game for Calgary. Mark, uh, we've seen some swings in the Battle of Alberta. The Oilers have won seven straight. Why? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the biggest, I mean, first of all, you got to go back to the last swing, which was a, a marginally better Flames team for, frankly, most of a decade that just had a flat-out better goaltender. Right, I think that I don't know what the numbers were uh, yep. for our last two years. Do you have them in your head, Bob? Well, I can tell you that Talbot comes in with a record of eight and two with a nine twenty one save percentage in his career against Calgary. Right, uh, but prior to like, before the Talbot years, it was it was a bunch of guys named Fast and Scrivens and and whoever a Dubnik for a long time against Mika Kiprasov, and that was a, worth a goal a game at least. Right. Uh, I think it turned last year, the fact that Edmonton, you know, and a lot of people won't want to hear this, Edmonton beefed up and pushed back, and Edmonton won the games physically before they won them uh, you know, with, with puck skills last year. Right. I thought that really turned the series around when all of a sudden Edmonton was bigger, stronger, and tougher. And I'm not saying that that's 
necessarily the case now, although I'm not sure they aren't. But I think that the Calgary hasn't really recovered. Calgary has gotten to a funk against Edmonton, and now they've got to find their way out of it here. Well, Connor McDavid having nine goals and 15 points in 10 games against Calgary. Uh, I, I look at that as good as that D is. Uh, you see, you, I mean, you look at the goal that McDavid scored against Brody, that second goal this season. And believe me, Mark, I did not think on March the 10th or 11th that Edmonton, after that night, was going to be in the position they are. Uh, but that, to me, like, I, I, I rewatched every game for the last two years, the highlights uh, last night, and how many times the Calgary Flames D gave Connor McDavid time and space to attack at them with the puck. And I don't know if that's the same modus operandi tonight, but you do that, he's going to get you. And he's got them. I mean, he's had their number. Yeah, and I think there is, you know, that's the other form of intimidation. Uh, I think even a guy like Mark Giordano, who's, you know, one of the sort of senior excellent defensemen for many years, a solid citizen and a hell of a player over his time, has met up with this dynamic kid that he can't catch. And I guarantee you that that is in the back of Mark Giordano's head. As good a player as he is and as much respect as I have for him, uh, he knows when he goes up against Edmonton, uh, any any signs of age for Giordano will be exploited by the young 97. And you know, Hamannick, uh hasn't, you know, his second half of the season has been better than his first. Uh, and if I think the point, the point that needs to get made, Bob, you bring it up. If you can skate past... T.J. Brody, the way McDavid did, the rest of the Flames' defense goes, oh, my dear, we're not, I'm not as fast as T.J. Brody, and neither is this other guy. And McDavid just blew past Brody. So there's some intimidation on the back end of Calgary, I guarantee you. So you and me are two Edmonton guys roughly of the same vintage, spoiled by arguably the most exciting generation of hockey ever. Lots of goals, lots of fights. The Oilers had... You know, style of panache. The Flames had their way of responding. They were no worse for me than the third or fourth best team in the NHL for a number of those seasons. Um, so we want a healthy battle of Alberta, right? Oh, absolutely. There's no question it's better for hockey when uh, those teams are meeting in a playoff series once in a while. It hasn't happened since 91. So the Oilers' situation is what it is. And uh, it's funny. We had Eric Francis on, and he talked about the Flames fans are in shock. Mark, I think I can speak for Oilers fans because I talk with them every day and they text the show every day on our Westlock Ford text line. Uh, the Oilers fans are not in shock. They're beyond shock right now. They're they're mad as hell that the team's in the position that they're in. Um, is Calgary going to miss the playoffs here? Well, Calgary's got three teams to jump and at, at, as of this moment, three points to make up. The three teams to jump is the hard part here. Uh, you know, two of those teams have games in hand on them. Colorado's two points ahead of Calgary has played two less games. So, you know, it better start soon, and it better be, it's going to take a lot of wins. Calgary has 12 games left. You know, I'll bet you they could win, certainly they could win seven of those games and not make it in. I think they have to win eight or nine, just not just to make up the three points, uh, Bobby. But, you know, it's always tougher is jumping the teams. They need to jump St. Louis, Anaheim, and Colorado at this point to get the last wild card spot. That's a tall order with 12 games to play. Well, do you know, uh, Eric told us the stat. I was unaware of this. They've only won one game at home in regulation in the last 11. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yes, sir. Uh, and so, 
It's so hard to figure out. I mean, it's akin to the Oilers heading at the point this season where they had the best home PK and the worst road PK. Yeah. It was just a weird thing. But, you know, my my experience, I've always thought that give me a team that wins on the road and can't win at home, and I'm going to put my stock in them, and I'm going to say they're going to figure this out because they're winning on the road, and that's hard to do. Uh, give me a team that only wins at home, can't win the road. I don't like that team much. Mark, I'm going to take it one step further here. Uh, Calgary's 20, 10, and 6 away from the saddle. Right. Okay? 67 hockey right there. Right, so that's, that's, that's a pretty good team. Now, I think what happens is I think they have a good team, and I don't think teams, when, they, when they're at home, get geared up to play the Flames. Okay? I got news for you. When you're playing against Connor McDavid, it brings out the competitive juices in the other players. And the Oilers haven't had the support to assist Connor at times, both home and away. Like there's, The Oilers don't get any free passes from anybody. And I do think the Flames have uh, an underrated amount of talent on their hockey team. And they're probably more comfortable because of the weight of expectations in both Alberta cities of that home. That I mean, the Oilers for a large portion of this year played better on the road than they did at home. It's just recently that they've turned it around. Uh, speaking of it, I, I want to just the saddle dome and home. We just had Eric Francis on the show. I want to play you a clip. Uh, Brennan's going to let it roll right now. This was about where we're at with the negotiation for a new building for the Calgary Flames. He said uh, we're nowhere, and uh, and he doesn't expect it to go anywhere anywhere soon. And he's absolutely right. Um, I think I told you when I was on the show last. Yeah. I'm convinced the Calgary Flames are leaving, and that's not any. I don't think anyone in Edmonton actually really wants to hear that as much as they hate the Flames. Um, they're not. Uh, Eric, Eric, they're not. Are you serious? You think the Calgary Flames might be leaving? I absolutely think the Calgary Flames are leaving. I, I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm not saying next year or the wow. year after. But Houston has an arena and a buyer with tons of money and a will to have a team there. There you go, Speck. Uh, he went on to talk about the position that Murray Edwards was in, that Murray's no longer living in Calgary. He's he's fed up with uh, Canadian and Alberta, you know, politics. And uh, it is uh, that is something that can be noted. Uh, municipally at the time, of course, Stephen Mandel, who is basically a conservative. Uh, I, I don't want to put words in Stephen's mouth, but, he, you know, he ran as a PC in my writing on a provincial basis in the last election. Um so we have basically a conservative mayor in Edmonton, conservative provincial government, conservative federal government, uh, not that the feds or the province kicked in a lot to, to help get Roger's place done. And there was a need in Edmonton, Mark. There was a need for downtown. Well, Calgary would have a far left of center mayor. Uh, we have the NDP. By the way, Calgary, the last time I checked the unemployment rate in Calgary, and spec, I was at multiple uh, locations last night. I can tell you, it's. I mean, they're at 7.9 percent unemployment in the this, this city right now. Um, and we have an NDP uh, provincial government uh, having a challenge with pipelines, and then we have a liberal uh, uh, federal government. Um, so I, I do find, though, I, those are factors in terms of getting a new arena deal. Eric also said, Mark, that uh, the IOC came in and said. Uh, you know, uh, there's no need to fund for a new building. We'll just play the games in Edmonton or Vancouver if you guys host the Olympics. Yeah, I listen. I think that you don't host the Olympics if you don't have Hopkins hockey. Well, there's men's hockey and there's figure skating. Those are the two marquee events um, 
arena events. Of course, the, the downhill is, is, is big, and that will obviously happen in the Kisker Lake Louise. But I think that's the wild card here. Is I, don't, I think that the only reason Calgary gets the Olympics or, or bids on the Olympics, and, I, and I'm one of the people that think that if they bid, they better be ready to win it because they will. Um, I think the only reason they want the Olympics is to facilitate the funds. That's where I'm going to, to build an arena. Why would you? Why on earth would they have the Olympics, not build a rink, and watch the hockey go to Edmonton? Like, why would Calgary do that? We love. No, hey, we love that. I'm taking it in Edmonton. And, and listen, even if Calgary gets the Olympics, I I believe that we will get some. We'll get some hockey in Edmonton. We might get curling in Edmonton. We might get some figure skating. They will utilize Rogers Arena. Edmonton will be part of that Rogers Place package. Excuse me, Rogers Place. Yes. You work for the company. So. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. yeah. Uh, were you surprised by Eric's position that he thinks the team's going to move? I, uh, to me, that's I, I, crazy. I can't see that happening. Yeah, it's, it's you know, to just to hear the words come out of someone's mouth, right? I guess it crosses everyone's mind, but no one ever says it. Um, you know, let's go down this road. Let me take it a different way, Bob. Let's say they don't bid for the Olympics. Let's say the Olympics don't happen for some reason. Okay, no Olympics, so no rink funded by the Olympics. Now what happens in Calgary? You know, oil's struggling. The oil business is struggling. Uh, unemployment here is not good. Not You know, we're, we feel it in Edmonton. Where does the rink come from uh, if it doesn't come from the Olympics? Where does it come from? I don't know. You know, is, is the ownership at this point has said it doesn't make financial sense for us to pay for the whole thing. They want an Edmonton deal, you know, roughly half and half thing at least, maybe better or whatever. But sure. uh, the way oil's going, you know, is Calgary has Calgary seen, as Alberta maybe seen, the, the apex of our economic might. Uh, there's that argument to be made. Is it? Is there a time, I guess my question becomes, is there a time, even if the province wanted to and the city wanted to in the next 10 years, where they could justify coming up with, you know, $350 million for a new arena? I don't know the answer to those questions, but they're strong ones, and they all lead to the fact that how long can the Flames play in the Saddle Dome? It's old, and there is no new arena in sight down here. No, I would I would argue right now until the Islanders return out into NASA that the, the Flames have the worst arena in the league. Well, see, I think it is the oldest, is yeah. it not? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I want the Flames to be as competitive as possible. I'm shocked at what Eric said because I I just I, I in my mind I'm like, well, they're going to tie it to the Olympics and they're going to get yeah. it done. And, and we're Bob's your uncle. We're ready to go, right? Right. But you know what, Mark? The Olympics cost lots of money too. They cost. Uh, taxpayers federally, provincially, and yep. municipally, lots of money. But the beauty of it is, it is split three ways. When when you bid as as a, and, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm being selfish here. I'm not like I, I'm not always want. You know, I I think the IOC is. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the IOC. You know that. Yeah. And I think they absolutely hammer the you know these cities and countries on these deals. And yeah, and I think that's beginning to turn a little bit. I think the cities and countries are starting to stand up for themselves. Yeah, uh, I, and this must be said too, Bob. In a 
it, certainly in a new arena, Calgary is a top seven or eight revenue team in the league. Yes. Uh, where do they stand today in the older arena? You're never going to get a straight answer on that because Gary Bettman's going to talk low and, and Mayor Nenshi's going to talk high. Uh, they're still, in terms of revenue generation in this league, I could rip off ten teams well, right now the Flames are ahead of. Why would, yeah, you, why would, would the league allow Mark, Calgary to leave? Mark, I would suggest with where the Canadian dollar is at right now, because uh, what's it at, roughly 80 cents? Sure. Like, if it gets to 88, they are probably somewhere between 10 to 14. Right, the top half of the but, league. But when, when it's at 80, my guess is they're 18 to 22nd. Okay. And at 18 to 22nd, they're taking from revenue sharing. Okay, I want to say this, though. You've been sitting on Arizona down there, supporting it for a, over yep. a decade. You sit on Florida. Carolina's been hemorrhaging money since the day they opened yep. the first door. And you're going to move Calgary? And that's, that's why... You're going to move Calgary? That's why my response was wow as well. Yeah. I don't see it. I, I, see it. I, I think the play for Gary is to move Arizona to Houston, is to get out of Arizona. Yeah. Enough's enough. The only time there's any anybody ever there is when Edmonton's there or Calgary's there or Chicago's there. You know what I'm saying? They don't. It, it's not worked in Arizona. I couldn't agree more. But but I mean, the focus back to Calgary there, you know, and, and people out there should know uh, that the Flames ownership it is they are not allowed to just unilaterally sell their team to a guy from Houston and have him move it away. It is up to the league to condone any uh, relocation of any franchise. So even if the best deal comes from Houston. Uh, the league would have to condone such a move. All right, uh, here is uh, what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a bit about uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle. Uh, Oilers now, Stopper Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 124 Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Mark Spector is with us on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. 780-496-0063. That's our text line for West Lockport. Spec. Mm-hmm. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, second game tonight with Connor McDavid. What did you think of how those two performed together and how intriguing this could be for Todd McQuillan moving forward, especially since it gives Leon Dreisaitl the opportunity to, to move his feet at center and drive his own line? Yeah, that's a, it's fascinating. you know. And, and I know that most of our listeners are sitting out there saying, why didn't they do this months ago? Uh, but I, I think, how would I say... I guess we want we want to see, you know, I want to see the I want to see the dynamic offensive player come back in Ryan Nugent Hopkins' game. Yep. Uh, 
you know, he started out making plays that, that just made us go, wow. And then he went into a period of his career where he had to improve defensively, and, and I, he's certainly done that. He's far, far better. I know in that World Cup that I covered of Team North America, they leaned on him as a defensive player. He was very good. We see it now. We see a far more responsible guy. But now... I'd love to see that responsible guy with a little bit of that flash again, Bob. And maybe playing with Connor McDavid, we're going to see more of it. Well, the other bright part is it has, I think Leon Dreisettle over the last 20 games has been way better at center than at right wing. I think it forces him to move his feet. Now he's going to play with Lucic and Camilleri, which, you know, neither guy at this stage in their career is fleet-footed. But uh, Leon can play a strong possession game. He does have 21 points over his last 19 games. Speaking of Leon, it's interesting because nobody would look at Edmonton's situation and say, well, Connor McDavid didn't deliver. But I do find it interesting how much discussion and debate there is on the dry saddle contract when he's ninth in the league in even strength scoring. He's almost at a point per game. He did suffer a concussion earlier in the year. Um, he, I, I would argue Leon's the second least of the Oilers' problems. I'd like to get your perspective. Oh, who's saying Leon Dreisaitl's a problem? He's a 22-year-old player to start with. You know, he's a 22-year-old player. I think we, you know, this whole thing that's gone on in Edmonton over the last five or six years, we've completely lost perspective on, in my respectful opinion, Bob, we've completely lost perspective on 20, 21, 22-year-old players and where they are in their careers. Yeah. Look at Nuge. He's 24, and we're starting to see the full package here. Yeah. Right? And, Look, and I think they need, I, I think, you know what, ride this out with him. Six million bucks. I bet you if, he, if you put Nuge with McDavid full-time, I think Ryan would be a 65-point player who could play both ends of the ice and help support defensively. Absolutely. If and he, then Leon drives a second line for you. If you're telling me that in my top six I've got McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins, that's what I'm building around, that's what I'm running with, the rest are going to have to be interchangeable parts. That's the cap system. Yeah. I love that top. Uh, half my top six are those three guys. Like I'm ready to go. Let's go with those three guys. Three of them are centermen. Yep. You know, uh, they're all high skill players. I mean, that's what's wrong with that group in your top six. So I think that Drysaddle is going to become a far better player even than he is today. Obviously, McDavid seems to get better all the time, and he's already leading the league in scoring last year in May. This. Uh, I know it's hard to sell Oilers fan be patient because I know I run out of patience a long time ago around here. But these are three young players that, that imagine when, when uh, McDavid's 24, how good he's going to be. So don't screw it up. Stick with these guys. Build around them. I think you got something. McDavid, 24. Drysaddle would be 25. And Nugent Hopkins would be 27. Nurse, by the way, at that stage of the game would be 26. Kind of puts the... No, you got some guys that have been around and played some games and had some experience. and Right? I mean, you got to keep building because those are expensive people. But that's the cap system. Chicago did it. They yep. won three cups, rebuilding after every one. Why can't Edmonton do it? Mark, uh, we'll be back at it uh, next uh, Tuesday. I'm in Carolina, where there probably won't be a lot of fans. Uh, <laughs> of your show or the game? <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm fortunate to have all the fans we do for our show. So Absolutely. See you down on the right tonight, buddy. All right, thanks, Bobby. That's Mark Spector, Stopper Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, Thoroughbred Racing returns to Northlands Park May 5th. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Still to come, we will hear from Todd McClellan.
Connor McDavid, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins all in the final half hour of Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.